0: All right, welcome to the latest of the Mexican Soccer Show. I am Luis Oaskis. Someone got removed. I think we're in. Yeah, no, 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 we're good. We're good. I think we're good. Uh, how's it going, Lizzie? How are you?
1: Good. How's it going? Good, Happy good, good.
0: There. All right. I'm trying to see if uh, did Amy get uh, come back in. I don't know what happened to her. Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see when she comes back. I'm good. I'm good. Lots of little little technical difficulties here and there, but. Uh, we are in. There we go. There's Amy. There you go. Now she's back in. All right. It's it's kind of crazy. Welcome to another live show. Uh, many people have already come in saying hello. By the way, Frank, we haven't even started the show. You're already saying hi, VitFams already. Uh, good vibes, good vibes. Joey Castillo saying already. <laughs> Uh, yeah, chicharito, learn for you. Tom Scores, this is gonna be fun, but fun. Uh, as you see, we have someone brand new, a brand new face to the Mexican Soccer Show family welcoming Lizzie Becerano. Lizzie, hola, como estas? Welcome officially to the Mexican Soccer Show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here after our little live meeting in California. It's fun to be back. Yes.
0: Yes, you got a chance to beat at the uh, wonderful uh, Pasadena game with then the media day. You got, you know, was that your first tour experience for the year?
1: I would say as media, yes. I yeah. had previously okay. gone to a game in Orlando. Okay. Um, I will say no one prepped me, blaming you two, no one prepped me for what was the Rose Bowl. Oh. I had previously heard nothing but great things. Oh, and order. without going into too many details, I left struggling to catch my Uber thinking a coyote was going to harm me. So, yes, there, there is go. no actual coyote, though. Um, I <laughs> have been, have. Like an irrational fear. But anyway, fun experience. Love Bro,
0: what, I what, what That's of passage. Maybe I think, yeah. think you something's up with their your audio one more time. Man, I don't know what's going on. It went I did hear right of passage though,
1: which- yeah, he, she
0: she said right a passage. I don't have no idea. All right, okay, well hopefully uh her uh the audio will be coming back. But um I was about to tell you that you went to like a really good I'm not saying that they're all bad, but you know, you got you had the media day, all those interviews. It was crazy that night, but we got the t- chance to talk to so many different players. Then you got there's food, there was churros. I mean, it was. I was like, that's a pretty good game to go for. But then you said the craziness um, of uh, of the of the Pasadena match, and uh, yeah, that's <laughs> Pasadena is always a mess.
1: I did not know that. I left Dignity Health Sports Park with. A great experience the event was amazing easy to get to no uber issues whatsoever (laughs) and then we get to those and then lovely stadium great press box big yeah no everything else
0: everything else trying to get in and out all right uh, we'll get to know a little bit about Lizzie. Lizzie, uh, tell us uh, where do you write? I know you're all over the place. You not only cover Mexico, but for all the fans that are listening, uh, if on on the um, either on the podcast, on Apple Podcast or on Spotify, and if you can't see Lizzie, she's here with us, and she's going to tell us a little bit about where yeah, does she write? What does she do? How did how are you in the Mexican talk show? Pretty much.
1: So basically, I'm the U.S. editor for 90 Min. I cover pretty much North American football that ranges from MLS to NWSL, both um, U.S. national teams, women's and men's, and of course, Mexico and Liga MX. So definitely all over the place. Um, I was originally born in Mexico, but I live in Miami now and have for the past 16 years, I believe. But, Where, in um, Mexico?
0: Hmm? Where in Mexico?
1: Oh, Mexico City. My heart is still in Mexico City.
0: Yeah, in Mexico. All right. Yes.
1: I'm like, maybe we I, branch
0: out. We have Adriana there. Tom lived there for a while. I'm like, all right, anybody. No, Mexico City continues to reign in the Mexican Sox show.
1: It is the best. All
0: so, right. Uh, yeah,
1: I've been covering my... I've been watching Mexico as a fan since I was born, but now covering it is a whole different experience
0: it's a whole different experience cool cool all right well uh hopefully see if amy come back i know she's having some uh, some mic issues if not she's producing it all in the background so <laughs> she comes in you, you'll see back in there um let's uh yeah i mean let's just jump right in let's let's go let's into jump. there's two games that just happened all right um and if we look at those games where you know, we saw the Pasadena game, finally something positive, 1-0. I mean, people are a little hesitant, you know, uh, we'll take it with a PK. And then going over to the first half of the Mexico-Colombia game, where everything was like, all right, Dato has been working on some stuff. This is it. He said, you know, this these very, very important games between now and the World Cup. Um, and I don't want to just stop there, but, I, you know, your take, at least in the, let's talk about positive. Positive so far, especially between that first game and the first half, but overall your take on these last two games.
1: I think there are quite a few positives. I think obviously people tend to lean towards the negative, but there was quite a bit um, to leave with. First in Peru, I think the highlight there was the defense. We saw pretty solid back line. Peru had zero shots on goal the entire game, which was great. I mean, offensively, we didn't do great either, but we focus, again, on the positives. Um, our back line was great. I think in terms of a lineup, it's as close as we've gotten to some of, somewhat uh, World Cup mock. Um, obviously, I want to say barring injuries and whatnot mm-hmm. with the attack, but between the midfield... And, of course, the back line, I think it's the closest we've gotten. And I saw a pretty solid performance. I was pretty content with the defensive efforts. So I'd like to remain there in terms of Peru. Now, Colombia, as you've mentioned, the first 45. Yeah, I'd like to say it's two different games. The first half and the second was split into two. Lots of positives in the first half. I think we saw a dynamic, energetic Mexico that we hadn't seen for a while. And we saw the midfield connecting and start pressing up and seeing plays. And we don't talk enough about the goals that we scored from plays and actions. And it's not just a set piece anymore or a penalty kick. We saw players coming together and pressing up. hadn't seen that in a while. I think we... Also, experience a Mexico during the game that started with the edge. We unfortunately, during the qualifying cycle, saw a lot of Mexico either starting with the zero, starting and then ending up with that last minute goal and to break the zero zero draw or going one down and then having to struggle to find the equalizer. But now Mexico is winning this time. It was great. We weren't playing catch up and we did well. I do think, though, we didn't do as bad as many people, like, freaked out after the 3-3. It's still a great Colombian team. They did wonders in the, like, in the halftime. They did the necessary switches, everything. So yeah. I saw a lot more positives. I don't know about you.
0: The – you know, I – Coming out of the first Pasadena game, I mean, even the Peru, you know, it's not in the world cup. I was like, it's still a really good team. Uh, The players are there. I felt like, I mean, I would have loved the world cup team before these games, but you know, they didn't, they didn't qualify. We had what we had. Right. Um, And coming out of there, finally getting a win after these next tour games. And I don't, I mean, we haven't been winning. In fact, it's one of the first years where, um, we had more ties and losses than actual wins for these, but nobody, everyone was okay with that because we were trying to build a team. Now uh, this is it. What, it I didn't want to see another buildup type of game where, okay, we're going to experiment on this. I feel like Tata already has his men. This was like, all right, I want to see what this team can do. And I think this is where we're a little bit behind where we shouldn't be needing these games to then finally go, okay, are there spots? I mean, if there's, a, if there's a national team that has played more games than anybody else in the world, it's Mexico. And friendlies-wise, I feel like we should not, you know, we should already be working with the team that's going to go. Now, granted, there's injuries. Granted, it's, you know, it's, it's easy to say on paper. But uh, Tata, you know, is still trying to field some players. I feel like some of the media is still saying, all right, this is the last chance for X player. This is the last chance for this position. And uh, as much as I would like to have it like, all right, we should already be done with that. This is a team kind of going forward because these are, the, this is like your practice right before the world cup. Um, it's not like that. So I've, I enjoyed the fact that, you know, in the first game, uh, we saw Mexico dominate. It was a one zero. It was, it wasn't like a, a result where it didn't feel like Mexico kind of squeezed a win. So it was, it was good. It was good. Uh, after a big crowd, and there's a lot of Peruvian fans. Um, it was it was a good atmosphere, uh, you know, what happened in at, at, the, at the Rose Bowl. Then came Colombia, uh, knowing that Colombia was a better team. And I think everybody saw that on paper. In fact, I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is probably a game that we're going to lose. And uh, telling Amy, telling people, I'm like, we're, we're going to lose this game. I And to the fact that I feel like players won, the intensity is not there, right? And uh, that's something that you, like you said, right? Um, you were surprised that they came out with all this intensity. I really thought there it's, it was going to be another game where players are going to stay back. They don't want to get injured. You know, it's it's. I mean, I think look at what happened to Atalho. This is before the World Cup. These friendlies. There's always someone that gets comp- something happens right before. It's like, are you really going to go 100? And um, but you know, I think I think Tata found a way to energize. I think this is this is what we're seeing, and it was probably the first that first half is one of the best first halves that Mexico has played in a very long time. In fact, I don't, I can't think of another one during qualifiers during that. So um, I was excited. I'm like, man, these players look like they're having fun. El, el and de, de, you know, it, it was just, I was like, well, where is this player? Two, two zero down at a half. I'm like, all right, cool. We, we, we did it. I mean, there's, even if it's a two, two, I mean, we, we did something. But then came the second half. And this is where we've seen Mexico go up, especially in qualifiers. And then like a minute later, you know, the, the team comes back. And that that composure that kind of just scares you a little bit. Cause if these are teams like Colombia, that when we go up and you know they're able to score three goals, especially two golazos and then two under two minutes, it just kind of gives you it's hard not to think about the World Cup. When you have Poland, we have Lewandowski, you know, scoring goals, or we score, and it just kind of falls flat. I saw some defensive mistakes, um, but again, it could be that it was the second half that are like, all right, we did, we did what we needed to do, and we're just gonna, you know, kind of fall back a little bit. And Colombia is like, now we're just gonna take advantage.
1: Well, I want to go back to your point where you said um, that we are still experimenting with some players and. We should be at the final stage. Obviously, I think injuries have not been in our favor. There's been a couple that have really rocked that, that solid starting 11. Otherwise, I think with Tecatito, Raul, Funes Mori, just coming in now, like Jorge Sanchez, HH, I think there's been a lot of shakeup of recent, but... While I agree, there's been tests here and there with certain players still fighting for that spot. I want to commend that that for imposing an identity and a style within our team. Because though I do think, like prior to this um, international window, there was that fight between Kevin Alvarez and Julian Araujo, it wasn't so much of. What can I do if not who fits better into my system? Mm-hmm. Which I don't, as much as you'd like to say, every national team has done that at this point. Like, we have not seen them enough. And I won't go into the um, US men's national team debate because I don't want to make this a US versus Mexico type of situation at all. But it's
0: fun. It's always fun.
1: It, yeah, it it always crawls back in, no. But Greg Berhalter, I think, has not done enough to structure his team and impose an identity on them. So do you Tata think Mexico
0: has an identity?
1: I think Mexico has, I mean, as a team does, but I think that that has definitely chosen a style and has now said which players form in like yeah. fit into my style. So yes, Kevin Alvarez was still kind of fighting for a spot, though. I do think Jorge Sanchez has locked in his starting that's starting role. But it's more of who fits in more now, not so much what am I going to do with all this potential talent, which I don't necessarily see as a bad thing.
0: No, no. I just, I mean, this is where people are going to kind of call me, uh, you know, uh, like um, I, I don't knock that off and people want that To me, it, Tata's kind of just laughing going like, you, who else do you want? What other League MX player? Because the players that I've called are doing well. Right. Yeah. Everyone talked about Kevin Alvarez. You know, it's in and, and look at what happened at the game. It's it's what other what other what other Liga Mix players are doing really well that he that that aren't part of the Tata's team, right? right. And um I think this is where this is what we have. And it's evident that the the veterans were the player the better players uh, in the last two games. Like the players that have been there for a while, huh? I don't
1: agree.
0: Really, like oh, I've guardado. Uh, like I'm talking He's about the guys. Like I'm talking about the guys. I thought guardado had a good game.
1: I think like, I think his first 45 was great, and I, though yeah, I do no. think he brings order to a mid, a necessary midfield. I think he just couldn't keep up. The second well, 45, he could not yeah. keep up. So that's scary to me. That. Yes, they do impose great organizational systems within the pitch and a sort of leadership role that's necessary. That's something that's scary to me that opting for veterans is ultimately your Achilles heel. Like, personally, that's something I think kept Colombia out of the World Cup. Yet, and you saw they took them out of the game at halftime. It was a t- completely different Colombia. Yeah.
0: I, I still I still think Moreno's our best, best. Oh, him, best yes. I got. agree. I, I, and even Araujo on the other side, Montes, you know, yeah. it's like that. Gallardo, there's, you know, it's, it's, he, he's playing well. And then in the midfield, I mean, the composure, maybe maybe Andres is not there for the full 90 minutes, right? Yeah. But a person like that starting and then watching Israel bet these games, it's like you still need a person like that, right? Um, yeah. Ochoa, it's like you kind of run down that the same guys where you're kind of like, okay. And then on the other side, maybe Jorge Sanchez, right? You there I don't see that there's anybody that's gonna break into those to to that the the Tata guys, the guys that he's known yeah. that he's been playing with, and there isn't anybody that's gonna go in there. Um, sure, Alexis Vega is 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 probably the new bright young face that hopefully we'll starting to see. Um uh, you know, Chucky, and then whoever's going to be up front. If it's Henry Martin, is Funimori going to be going to be healthy? Oh. Uh, the Big pack on Raul, uh, Santi Jimenez, right? Okay. But um, I just kind of go see, there isn't anybody that's that's young that you know, are, is going to electrify that that people are like, okay, this, you know, so many people in the last year that that we thought we were going to be able to make it in cracking that start in 11 that, you know, for example, uh, Luis Romo, you know, or, or players like that that were like, oh, these guys are going to be good. Just give them a chance. And you know, why are we having these old veterans guys? No one's really taking that those spots. And Chad Chad Rodriguez Ch- looked off too. I mean, just yeah. And that that's a worrisome. That that's worrisome. But I feel yeah. like Herrera's, Herrera's going to start, even though he, he do not like that Huh? I don't like that. Like I yeah, tried- that, I, get, I understand it, but there isn't anybody that's like, oh my god, this person's going to be. This person's gonna take his spot. Like I haven't seen any any Liga and meki's player, young player that's gonna take that spot. And no. anybody that I think, anybody that I think should be there, it's like it's you know, if it's Santi Jimenez and, and Diego Linares, Tata's just gonna look for for those for those changes.
1: See, like the thing is, unfortunately, while I did think Tata had his lineup set. That's where life comes in and says, mm, Your plans, I don't think so. All the injuries have affected so much oh, that like completely players like El Piojo Alvarado, who had no clue two years ago that he would make such like an impact on the team, is now fighting.
0: I'll give you forever. I'll give you a couple. He's one of my favorite new favorite players now. Love. That I, I and, mean And Tata really, really likes him. Really, really likes him.
1: I I have This is what I said, that it's not necessarily a hot take, but no, the thing is, this is obviously barring injuries, like no one knows what's going to happen. If you were to play top three today, I'm saying like tomorrow the World Cup starts with playing against Poland, I would have El Piojo in the center, Chuki to the right, and Vega on the left. Now right now over and <laughs> everything hear, hear me out hear this me out a hot I thing. want to I want to emphasize the chemistry that Vega and Piojo have if okay especially in a national team setting so you have these two players who have shown week in and week out that they have chemistry on the on the pitch playing for Chivas together. Training all the time. Off the pitch, we've seen their Instagram, Snapchats, like whatever, they get along really well. So that translates onto the way they play. But if we want to talk about results, they brought home bronze at the Olympics. Them two, dynamic duo. I think they're great. So barring injuries and having to deal with all of that, they're two players that I personally trust will connect. Also, Vega, I think... Is willing to take the risks on the attack. I think something that was was so disappointing. No, it was so disappointing against Peru and something we've seen throughout las eliminatorias in general is that in the attack and in general Mexico won't take the risk. They are afraid to mess up, which I totally understand. No one wants to deal with the press, with losing their spot, with the criticism. I get that, but in order to win and in order to score, you have to take risks. I think Mega will do that. I think a figure like Diego Linares will do that. I would put him in for the last twenty minutes of the game, but that's a whole different conversation. What I want to say is, I think we need that sort of like energy, dynamic duo, new to the mold faces that aren't afraid to shoot instead of passing it around when you get to the box. Like they got like not afraid, and they well, work you, well together. I would.
0: Sorry. I, I I actually I, I agree with your take and th- that they would bring something and you need that spark. The only problem that I have is that this is the World Cup.
1: I these two players understand. have never
0: played in the World Cup. This is World Cup is different. I would go Gold Cup. You tell me right now. These two guys need to start in the Gold Cup. Give them the Gold Cup. This is yeah, gonna We be don't like,
1: have a Gold Cup. I know we have a World Gold Cup. But
0: the, I, I don't want to. And I'm I'm gonna be a little afraid. I'm gonna be with Tata, and I think this is what is doing it's he's not going to take super big risks if he doesn't have to he if he goes 1-0 poland you know one loses by one against argentina and then ties saudi arabia four points in barely making it with two goals right maybe maybe an own goal yeah and okay. then all of a sudden just plays a boring ass game in the in the fourth game against sure. denmark goes to pk's I, and it's the you know, wins the PKs, I, makes it the quinto partido. You're right? going and all it, the
1: way now. No, no that's, that's a whole different conversation.
0: But it's, but I feel like this is the type of person Tata. Tata's going to go for the goal. He, he's I, not having to get there. It's pretty. And I feel like this is why people hate him, is that he's just going to try to get to the goal. The goal is to get to wherever. Maybe yeah. not playing attractive. Maybe not playing this beautiful golear ganar and gustar. So uh, and and it, and I'm kind of seeing flashes of that. So I that's why I'll do although having someone like Vega, someone like Birch, I do I do think he's gonna go with with what the experience. He's gonna go with what has, and I think that's
1: yeah. But the thing yeah. is, I don't think he has that anymore. And I would I agree with you. I think he would choose the safe option. I don't think he's willing to take risks. The thing is, he doesn't have his comfort zone anymore. The top three. His typical top, three. I don't think he ever did. But the thing is, no, it was gonna be he had one guy
0: up top, he had one guy Raul that was like his comfort, yeah, and that's then, gone.
1: And his second choice, Funes Mori, that's gone,
0: that's gone too. So, yeah, true, he no, I'll give you he that
1: comfort zone anymore. I'll,
0: I'll give you, I'll give you that, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's where I kind of look at the world cup and I'm just like, is. Is that the just masterminding kind of like in a Juan Carlos Osorio kind of way where it's like he's not showing what he's doing, there's lapses of greatness, there's still mistakes, and it's all going to be for that Argentina game or that Poland game?
1: The thing is, I mean, I hate making this as a as a point, but it's so true, even though people will laugh. But Mexico grows in a World Cup. We've seen this. They show up. I truly believe... That given the fact that we don't have a comfort starting 11 anymore from that best point of view, we can take risks and these players will show up. Now, if I had my way, which probably <laughs> I had my way, um, the midfield would be Eric Gutierrez, Edson Alvarez and Charlie. And then obviously Charlie. The but no, but then you'd have. What has Charlie actor. done, Lizzie? What has Charlie done? He's he's that that's favorite now. Like we know that he's going to be included in those starting 11s. Like there's some things I even resign to, and I'm not going to replace him. So mixing that fantasy and obviously some types of realistic um, mentality, I would love Guti, Edson, Charlie, and then Vega, Piojo, and Chuki. <laughs> That's not going to happen, but a girl can
0: dream. I'm going to go to this, this comment. Sadly, I think we was right. That is going to go with the experienced players. Yeah, no, I think. He is. Of course he is. Look, but- Luis Rodriguez, Charlie's brother is even saying it right here. Um, but Fanny's saying, she agrees with Lizzie, about Piojo. Oh, just Piojo. Piojo, middle. Um, Something else I noticed about Vega is that he does have these flashes, but then it kind of, it kind of disappears with the national team. Like there's like these little lapses where he disappears. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching, I watched the game over again and I'm like, he does have this great and it feels like, okay, I've done, I've done, I've done well. I'm just going uh, to, he doesn't ask for the ball as much. And I don't know where that, again, that could be, that's something that I noticed. I'm like, Hey, go get a little more involved. Um, Love Lizzie's energy right now. She's bringing the great dynamic to the show. Thank yes, you. You <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's bringing in.
1: Um, personally, I think about Vega, I think he has a short motor and I'm not going to bring in Liga and versus Europe into this conversation, but I think he does leave it out on the pitch, but then the energy runs out.
0: I He's think- tired, he gets yeah. tired. Lizzie's calling Vega lazy.
1: <laughs> no, no. Cause I don't think that he is. I just think, I just think like that's my mom. That's my mom commenting.
0: There you so. go. Hello, <laughs> Lizzie's mom.
1: <laughs> hey. Um, there you go, Jesus. The Mexi- Mexican soccer show, we all know Mexican moms. She had to be a part of it. But no, I think L- Vega's not lazy. I think he just needs to go to Europe, undergo training, sessions at the gym. Like, we've seen players grow You see Guti before and after his move to PSV. He's a different player. Even Edson said that during media day. No, no, no. He's he's, uh, big and super talented.
0: talented. But he's not going anywhere.
1: You think so? I think he's leaving in January.
0: Well, uh, there's a lot. Um, We all know Antuna's starting. Luis is saying that we know Antuna. Antuna is not this bad. Huh?
1: He didn't give a bad game
0: against... No, no, no. It's, again, you know, it's... Antunia versus versus Saudi Arabia is going to give two, two goals. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like... You're going to see it. Continuing to beat that, this guy, from uh, that very gold cup that he did in 2019. And we'll do that. Um, all right. Are you sad? I mean, I guess not satisfied. But do you, f- do you feel better after these two games, Lizzie? Or worse after these two games? And I'm going to ask everybody on the chat... If you're on right now, if you're listening to us, if it's if it's through uh, if, if you're on right now on the YouTube chat or on on Twitter, tell us. Do you feel better after these two games, or do you feel worse? And we'll we'll try to read them off. But first off, Lizzie's Lizzie's answer, even though her guys are not. Um,
1: I want to say I'm more excited, but it. Doesn't necessarily mean <laughs>
0: because of the team because it's, it's closer to the World Cup.
1: Yeah, I think Thank honestly, you. I've learned to accept what the team is at this point. There's no more wishing and hoping and next FIFA and I mean, next FIFA International Window and next type of friendlies. Like, I think I'm just accepting what we have, understanding the team and excited to cheer them on. And I think that's all really we can do at this point you go from denial to acceptance it's five the five stages the five
0: stages. five stages chicken biscuit says i feel the same as i did before i don't know what that is chicken biscuit if that's uh it's a great if name. you feel good if you're bad uh, uh castillo saying worst um let's see Ivan what are you saying i feel slightly better i'm just too okay. optimistic for my because i want understand? them to survive okay same, to be honest. Nothing changed. Lucky if we make it to the fifth game. Uh, let's see. What does it say? It reinforced me that Canada is the best team in CONCACAF. For- That's a hot for- take. That's uh, no,
1: eh. a really hot take.
0: The U.S. didn't look good either. I mean, the U.S. Oh, you want to get into
1: that conversation? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm dying. I'm
0: just, I'm just saying, like, it, as overall, as CONCACAF. Um. Yeah the US canada, Canada's not even playing any games so i don't i don't i, I don't i don't even know what
1: Well i'm not backing a, I'm not backing a national team that didn't believe in themselves enough not to make World Cup um, uniforms so that's that's a whole different <laughs> conversation the US
0: this is finally with me on the Canada bashing let's go yeah
1: yes. why would i bash oh, them? No.
0: Why would like bash them they came out last week right their canada it's just like a just their logo with the red and, and white right it's the
1: same they're gonna use I, think the same.
0: They're, I mean maybe those are better than the u.s ones i mean because they are, are they ones. definitely
1: are <laughs> um well, the u.s didn't look great either but the thing is and again going back to your original point of we shouldn't be at a stage of testing anymore i think the u.s doesn't have a system i think greg Halter keeps saying we have this system this system he has absolutely no idea playing sergino dust right back one day, left back another day, and I get it. He can play both No, I think he's not prioritizing any player. I think he has no idea what's going on at this point. No identity. Really? No system. They don't, make it, they
0: don't make it past the, past the, the states
1: group? I think no. It is – I will Ooh. give them – it's a complicated group. I think a lot of people underestimate Iran. I think England will be – England, so they'll pass. Wales will be a surprise. I think. So you I think mean, hard, I mean, do you think they have a the harder
0: have... group than Mexico?
1: Do mm?
0: you, you think they have a harder group than Mexico?
1: I think they have a more complicated group to their level. I think Mexico. Oh,
0: these are good. These are good. Uh, I like these. I like That's, them. It's a challenge. All right, we switch but, them. US goes yeah, to Argentina.
1: I think Iran is more difficult than Saudi Arabia. I think they, their style of play would, would challenge Mexico more than Saudi Arabia would. I really? think Poland and Mexico, and they are a la par. Like it's a good game. It it is a good game. I know they have Lewandowski. I know Barca fans. me, yeah. But it is an equal game, and I think the schedule more is in our favor. That first game really decides it all. We win. Yep flying colors. We lose, it's a different story. Um, and Argentina is kind of that token loss that we can afford to have. But, so, for, for,
0: but for the U.S. also, though, you you lose against Wales.
1: Yeah, you lose against Wales, but I also would never say that they have an easy win against Iran. So I, I think... Bet. That's
0: an easier easier win. Um, Saudi or... Arabia, looking at Saudi Arabia, they have also have not lost games. I mean, Saudi Arabia... Um, yeah, they didn't they look don't against have... the U.S.
1: Yeah, in a zero zero draw, but I don't and know. I, I think both I
0: think both teams are around the equal. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty. Uh, I think fortunate for both that you have the team that you're facing to get the second place play first. Like that's huge. Yeah. Right. Because I if it would have no. been the other way around, if it was U.S. if it was Mexico Saudi Arabia first, huge. No. Right. If it was Mex if it was U.S. Iran first would be huge. So it's gonna be up to those three um i still think the u.s gets out i you know i i yeah i do even yeah even though even me hear me that bashes the u.s i think they get out i think it destroyed in the last game in the in the fourth People
1: game then wales
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah Wales, and I, I think u.s makes it these are four points um ties first does a good job against England somehow? Just because I feel like the yeah, I don't know, there's there's they they're gonna try to give it all. Maybe maybe like I can even almost see him like tie for some some like the US gets like just just I, I don't know. I just I feel like the US is really really good when it comes to games that they're supposed to lose, especially against rivals. And even though England's not a rival, it feels like a rivalry, yeah, and everyone's taking it. And I could just see the US.
1: I would say it. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: I feel, I feel like there's something there that the U.S. kind of goes like, this is the game that we're gonna show the world, and somehow gets like a tie. Like they do this at World Cup. As much as we say yeah, Mexico does yeah. this, U.S., Germany, U.S. like U.S. during group stages also lifts themselves up, and you know, there's not a, they're not, they don't run. So as much as you know the rival team, I feel like they're gonna do okay. They're gonna get out, and then they're gonna get just destroyed in the second, in the in the first game. That's it. The like, thing is, I I, in
1: Netherlands. I don't want to bash the united states i've i've obviously been following them i cover them i'm trying to understand this so-called system that Gregor Halter tries to impose in every single press conference i don't think individually they have bad players i think they have an interesting roster yeah, i think yeah, great- i think players that haven't been called up are great jordan Pefok, and i apologize if i mispronounce his name i truly never know um exactly. but I do think he has great potential. I just don't think Greg Berhalter knows what to do yeah. with the potential he has in front of him. And he, I don't want to say, wasn't deserving of his position. I do want to say his brother was USSF president at that point when he was hired as a head coach. So that side <laughs> conversation, whoever wants to have that. But I do think he does not know how to handle a national team and he also talks about the system so much that he prioritizes his system over the players that he has at hand which I think could be his downfall um again I don't think they, they'll do badly should they get out of the group stage I would not credit Greg Berhalger I would credit his players
0: well we're gonna see what is everybody saying there uh people are saying they're gonna get spanked by the English and I, that's the the thing is that I, I'm like if that does happen I'll be like okay you know I, it's like it's not it won't be a huge surprise <laughs> uh the question is can we beat Poland, and will we um I don't think we're gonna lose to Poland like I don't think Mexico will lose it could be a tie, it could be a win um yeah so. i don't I don't think I don't think we're if i mean, but then again, I kind of go, okay well, I guess we saw all of the um all the signs if Mexico does lose against Poland right like yeah. We, we, beat, we beat Argentina and we lose against Saudi Arabia and well that's
1: what they that's what everyone I keep telling everyone they're like well you have to win against Saudi Arabia I was like yeah but that's what we do in World Cups we beat Germany
0: Mexico then, does really bad in third games
1: yeah yeah it's um I do think we play well against Poland I don't want to predict an outcome but I do think we play well against Poland
0: let's see all right here comes the conspiracies that has a conflict of interest with him skipping practice to watch the argentina game am i the only one who oh, can man. see this he doesn't have the passion to take ah joey 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 no 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 um look if there's anything that does a, I, that's a good guy like now following the guy seeing him outside with um with the you know without the cameras got a chance to talk to him a little bit um and he's human. And I think he, he's, he really believes in his team. Like he really, really does believe in the choices making what he does. I think, you know, media makes it an immediate a part of it. When he was out, didn't go to the practice. That was a sponsor practice, right? That was part of it. And people were like, what is he doing? Watching games when he was in Argentina, uh, that doesn't matter to him. Like he took by why He's, he's a professional and, um, it sucks that people, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, oh my gosh, you know, he has made some mistakes, the PR mistakes, or he has done some stuff, but now for him not to be professional, I think that's the last thing you can tell him. He's going to die with what he believes in and he's going to continue it. Um, I do believe that he didn't think, I mean, this job is, is, is a job that people don't, don't know how it is until it is, until you're there. And maybe I don't, I, I, you know, who knows who's mm-hmm. going to come back. I, there's no way he's going to come back. I don't think.
1: No, I don't so, think so. But I don't yeah. think that necessarily falls on him. I think it's just part of the cycle. And I am mm, I think most World Cup coaches shouldn't stay after their World Cup. Um, you asked, though, earlier um, what was kind of his legacy and what would he leave behind. I think in terms of the Mexican national team. Uriel division, Antuna. Hmm?
0: Uriel Antuna. That's, who he, that's his well, legacy. Well, besides him, behind.
1: which I think, great guy. Also, great guy. But I think two things. One, I do think he's leaving a more disciplined Mexico. Before Tata, you saw any international games and players would either take Mex Tour games as an opportunity for a shopping trip in this new state or an opportunity to visit with the family or stuff like that. And you saw crazy things happen in hotels and whatnot. I think since Tata has taken over, he's secured a serious tone when it comes to friendlies when it comes to concentrations I think it means business and the players know that and the national team should give that sort of energy like this is serious these might be friendlies but we're working towards something larger and I think that essence will stay beyond him. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it'll become a playground anymore. I think it'll stay within that serious manner. And the second thing, I think it was ahead of his time. I don't necessarily thought like think he thought this stage would come during his tenure, but I think he started a generational change, kind of like a change of guard with the veteran players that aren't around anymore um, during his – when he first took reins you had chicharito and I'm almost scared to say his name when it comes to the Mexican national team but you had chicharito you had the dos santos brothers you had bella now there's a change of guard and you're seeing fresh air faces enter their, um enter the chat yeah. and starting in places you previously could not give an opportunity to a youngster so i think he started that but i think in The years following this World Cup and prior to twenty twenty six, we're gonna see that huge generational change of goodbye Alcachet, goodbye Guardado, goodbye Moreno, and you're gonna see great new faces. And I would like to plug in Carlos Acevedo because I think he's so needed in this Uh, roster. But
0: yeah, I'll show all the way. Like I don't, I don't really find for Acevedo that third goalkeeper spot. Um,
1: I'm, I'm waiting for his goal, third goalkeeper spot. Like I. Memo untouchable, talavera, I'll keep
0: Acevedo over Cota, any day. Over cota, cota has been there. Cota's also been one of one of the one of those guys for, for for Tata. I really liked what you said on that first point. Um, and it's completely true. If there's one thing that Tata has always said is structure from the very, very beginning. Um keeping a, keeping the group knowing that the people that the players that work the hardest are gonna get the call-ups, are gonna get the starts. And it's actually true. Almost feels like that, you know, the young when you were in, you know, sixth, seventh grade and you came and you went to play with your team and your coach said, Um, you know, I'm not just gonna get get the best guy to start if he doesn't, you know, run the laps or if he doesn't come into practice. Like that's data in a very obviously professional way. And you can yeah, see that
1: we left bench, so I wouldn't know that. <laughs>
0: you can you can see you can see that with that, that. and you know we, we've talked about the whole Chicharito issue a lot a lot of time but um, to him, even though chicharito wants to come back, you weren't there when you suffered when everyone was suffering during the qualifiers. you weren't there when you know when they wanted to sack my you know it's like and honestly I think you know he's he's just said I'm just, I, I, you know I have others because they were there. Because they have been there, you're seeing players that are even though they're injured, they're coming to the national team to just be with the team. They're, these players are behind Tata like more than any other national team coach that I've seen, um, because he he's rewarded them with the hard work. So they're and I think his philosophy is. You know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do well. They're they're gonna fight for for their spots and they're gonna play their asses off for me for the system for this team. And I think that's when you know you're you, a lot of people don't like what that is because he brings in the older players, because those are the ones that are fighting for him. Uh, yeah. There have been some reports that he said that he wanted to you know quit, and from yeah. people that I've talked to said that the players, you know, the leaders were like, no, that that we're with you. You know, um, they were the ones that were saying, you know, let's do this together. Don't leave now. Right. And um, those reports were kind of coming out of the camp. Um, What does that tell you about about a coach that wants to abandon? Yeah, maybe you wouldn't like that, but, you know, it it didn't happen. Um, And I think the players are behind him. And that's where it kind of gives me a little bit of hope, kind of in the same way that the players were behind Juan Carlos Osorio in a completely different way. Because when it comes to party, let's do this. I'm gonna be your friend, and you know I, what happened. That's not gonna happen with, with yeah. this team. Um, and maybe you do have some players that were like, "Why isn't John Vasquez starting? Why isn't you know?" And I think that's where that's gonna go down. Um, so if we see that Mexico beats Argentina, we would be like, "Nothing." <laughs> Uh we thought are you confirming that that the I is what and I mean I'll be honest, that's it's kind of what people said in the camps. I got some some uh, some of my reporter friends there that 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 have those stories around. Um yeah, no, and big names too. So I will Yeah,
1: I yeah, I wanna confirm that as well.
0: We yeah, so it's I don't think are... it fully came out, but that's that was what was kind of talking talked about. Um Which players, if any, you guys think will have a breakout World Cup performance, the type that really puts the global spotlight on them? Um, When you look back at 2018, what players stood out?
1: I mean, going into this one, I think Edson will have a great performance. Obviously, less showy than what a forward would do, but... I think Edson is going to have a great World Cup. I think Chuki wants to have a great World Cup. Um, I think it's time for him to move on from Napoli personally. So I think he'll look at the World Cup as that stepping stone. I think Vega also. He's not really known internationally. I think there's always been rumors of him moving abroad and whatnot. But I think once given the opportunity on the international state, I think he might go for it. Not for a full I night. For, uh,
0: but I think everybody needs to go to the Netherlands. Like, Mexico, like, yeah. players. But they thrive
1: the in the Netherlands. It's a great, like, it's a great league. An easy, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you see Gutierrez, Edson, Santi. Every, right yeah, now. I'm like, Mexican players wow. just
0: go to the Netherlands before they go yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, to me... Um, gosh, I just, I just want Diego Linus to explode. I just like this is, this Thank is, this is, this is, this is my one. guy. Like it's just, he comes in the talent. I, I feel like when he's on the field, like I just, I don't understand him. It could be something else. Maybe this is where that goes. Look, we're gonna need him to sub in. He's done it against the U.S. He's done it in important games. Um, let's see. People are saying Santi. Yes, uh, to me right now, I'd have Santi in the up front. Chuki and um and Orbelín, um interesting yeah that's 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 a that's that would be my tridente um middle yeah guti somewhere in there i i think it's going to be guardado guti edson to start Um,
1: okay i mean i'd be okay with that i think guti and edson together work really well Individually, I think they're great players. I don't think Guti gets enough credit. He's been thriving in PSV barred injuries as well. But I think he's been great, stable, and Edson is just. Like, I give. I give. It's it's, a, it's not like official title. It's not really anywhere, but I kind of like to call him El Guerrero Azteca because truly no one embodies that more on the field than Edson is. You see, like the defensive tackles, the jumping, the headers, the set pieces—like no one leaves it out on the pitch more. Yeah. In terms of like that Guerrero spirit, so I give him that. And it's funny because
0: four years ago, he messed up royally.
1: Yes, tears. Yeah, yeah,
0: tears. I mean, what a what a what what a, what a story in four years, and then midfield. I mean, uh, defense. It's kind of like Jorge Sanchez Gallardo, and then in the in the middle, I still think Moreno's the best. Uh, and sub in, in Montes, but I don't know if it's two lefts or um, Araujo. It's like it's what new faces you know are 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 there, there aren't that many.
1: Yeah, no. I think my back four would be Jorge Sanchez, Montes, Moreno, and Gallardo. I think stable, strong. Also, if like that, that has left anything, is a really stable back line. So, yeah, yeah. I'd go with that four. No new faces.
0: And everybody has a job. Um, all right. If any, let's see, let's see what's Louis say if any forward somehow scores even two goals in guitar, it will be considered a breakout, especially taking into consideration the offensive struggles for the team. True, 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 true. Uh what are our start eleven? I think we just said it. If they play if they play right now, there's there's injuries. So if they played right now, yeah, I think I think we all kind of just talked about what our starting 11 would be (laughs) and right now. I mean, look, Raul Jimenez, right. Everyone's kind of looking at if there's somebody that the Mexican national team thought that everybody's waiting to see. And then the reports came out that the injury was a little bit, um, I think Mm -hmm. it was after that, that Poland, uh, that Pasadena game, talking to Raul Jimenez, like I asked him straight out, you know, how do you feel about your injury, especially going towards the world cup? And he said it, I'll be there. Like, wasn't he like, he cut me off. He goes, I'm going to be there. So, you know, he's determined to get there. So
1: yeah. I and I think he's working on it. Um, yeah. sadly, I don't think we'll see the version of Raúl Jimenez that he deserved to show off prior to like that really bad injury. Of course. Yeah. It's not his moment. Um, but that's the magic of the World Cup. You or I don't want to call it magic, but that happens with the World Cup because it comes every four years there's certain players who just don't get to their peak in time for that international stage, sadly, but it happens. And unfortunately for us, it's happened to Raul Jimenez.
0: Yes. Going to Joey Castillo again with the conspiracy. Tata's heart is not in it. His mind is with the Argentina team. Mexico's World Cup chances come above this crying emotion of who's been there or not. Chicharito's done the most for L3, He's the captain. Joey, Joey. Joey. (laughs) It's, it's it's he he's in it dude. he he'll, he's you'll see you're gonna be you're gonna be screaming a mexico goal versus poland and you'll be like not that we love you i can't believe i doubt you i uh, don't know it's it's i'm worried but then i'm like okay mexico's gonna show up right yeah. um this is a this is a coach that has a lot of experience this is a coach that knows argentina you're right he knows argentina he's played uh he's, he's been with argentina he's lost but he knows Messi. Like if there's anybody that knows Argentina, is this coach too? So I, I'm I seeing that.
1: I think above all, he's a professional.
0: And yeah, he's he's a professional.
1: Definitely
0: in it. All right. Well, uh Joe's laughing. Yes. Yes, he's there. <laughs> all right. Uh, sadly, Amy could not jump back on. She had she was ready to go with um and her mic kind of just went crazy. She was fine. And so I know she's in the background. She's live tweeting. Thank you all. Um, sorry, one more, one more from Jose. Let's see, let's see what Jose's saying. That this heart is in it and has the player support. Hopefully, that equals success. All right, there we go. Something positive. Something positive. Um, all right. Well, Lizzie, it has been a pleasure to having you on. A fresh new t- uh face. Not only that, the energy. Uh, say hello <laughs> to uh, say hello to your mom and anybody else that's uh that's watching on Lizzie's families. Hey, you got to support. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, where can we find you in your articles or your? I know your, your twitters. Let's see if we can, we'll, we'll post it, but tell us, tell us where you find your,
1: um, your work. Well, first, of all, thank you so, so much for having me. It's an amazing honor. Um, I'm on Twitter, it's lizzie underscore becherano. And if you go to 90 slash us, you can follow along on all our North American football coverage
0: well there you go all right thank you to all who join all the chats and comments i think there's you know we got to everything we'll start we'll end with this uh fanny uh cohen saying yes I love lizzie's energy which is uh yeah lizzie's mom thank you again we'll uh, we'll continue to do these live um our friend felipe cardenas from the uh Athletic was going to join, but he he got sick. So hopefully he gets uh, he gets better, and we'll have him back on. Lizzie, we'll we'll have you back on. We're going to have a great Mexican soccer show in the next couple months with the World Cup coming up. So you're anytime you want to come back on and chat and continue these hot takes, we'll see with Piojo and and uh, you know, and Vega will be uh, will be starting if they are. We'll credit to you and you know somehow have to watch this show. Uh, I want to see say yes. <laughs> thanks to thank everyone you. on and yeah again thank you again Amy putting this together uh, saying hi to Adriana and Cesar nos vemos hasta la próxima it's another edition of the Mexican SAC show adios
1: okay,
0: <laughs> bye Lizzy mom